Welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children. I'm Dan Wendelin, and today marks our 50th episode of Stories for Wonderful Children. I'd like to thank you all so much for listening. I had several different ideas for a special story for today's episode, and I couldn't decide between them, so I just told them all. I hope you enjoy them. Once upon a time, in the realm of the Fae, there was a fairy named Brunhilda. And Brunhilda, like all of the Fae, was lovely in a way that for mortal eyes was almost terrible to look upon. And Brunhilda was regarded by many mortal eyes, for she was one of the Fae that took delight in tempting mortals into her realm and then tricking them into eating something, or accepting a gift, or making a vow to stay, and so trapping them there with her forever. She collected them, you see, the way some people collect paperweights, or cats. But the Fae are beautiful and fickle and terrible, and Brunhilde was all, Brunhilde was all of these things. And more. And so... Things had continued for all the long years of Brunhilde's life and likely would have continued if it had not been for the day when Brunhilde had enchanted a particular gateway in a particular garden in order to bring herself a fresh mortal. She had opened the door and peeked out and had beheld a girl of perhaps 13 or 14 years, planting in the garden. And Brunhilde had done her usual tricks. She had caused the girl to hear the faint sounds of tinkling bells, and the mortal had looked up and looked around, and then had gone back to planting her plants, which Brunhilde noted with a slight frown were not the sort of beautiful flowers that a young maiden ought to be planting, but instead appeared to be tomato plants. And so Brunhilde had caused fairy sparkles to limn the archway of the gate leading into the garden at the same time as the mortal heard the sound of of silvery laughter in the air, and the mortal had looked up and reached for her tomato steaks and moved to the next plant, and Brunhilde Brunhilde was beginning to become somewhat frustrated. And so she had flung open the garden gate and stood there in all her terrible, terrible beauty and had said, Mortal, attend me, and... The girl had looked up, and Brunhilde had then beheld perhaps the reason why the mortal had not been so easily seduced at first, which was that she was blind. And the girl said, Who is there? I do not recognize your voice, stranger. And Brunhilde had said in her most melodious fairy voice, It is I the fairy Brunhilde, and I have come to show you the wonders of the land of the Fae. And the girl had frowned slightly and said, 
it will be difficult indeed to show me wonders, fairy, and my mother has warned me of your kind. Come no further, for I have planted garlic around the borders of my garden, and I do not believe you will enjoy it. And Brunhilde frowned slightly, and sniffed delicately at the air, and realized that the girl was right. There was indeed the faint odor of garlic wafting through the air, and a border of the plants all around the garden beds where the girl was planting her tomatoes. And so Brunhilde said, What is your name, mortal? And the girl looked in her direction and said, My name is Lily. And Brunhilde said, Well, Lily, if you will come with me and step over your border of garlic, I will take you to a place where you can see. All you must do is come with me and drink the ambrosia of the fae and eat our food, and you can remain with me forever, and you can see the delights and nevermore be held back by your lack of vision. And Lily stood up and brushed the dirt off her knees and took a step towards Brunhilde and said, I am quite fine as I am, esteemed Fay. I can smell the garlic and the marigolds and the tomato plants and the warm earth in the sun. I can feel the dirt under my fingers as I plant my plants, and I will feel them as they grow through all the long summer, and I will taste their sweet fruit when they have ripened, and I pick them this fall. Tell me, noble fay, in your land, does spring come when new things grow? Does the sun beat down hot on your face and hair during the summer? Do the plants fruit and then die, and then their seeds sleep below the ground as the white snow falls during the winter? Or is everything just always perfect and beautiful, like a perfect statue? And Brunhilde laughed, perhaps a trifle nervously, and said, Oh no, mortal, you would not understand the perfection of my land unless you come and behold it for yourself. I bear you no ill will. You must trust me. I wish to show you wonders. And Lily said, No, I thank you for your kind invitation. But although I am blind, my ears work quite well, perhaps better than most. And I know an untruth when I hear one. I will stay here, where things grow and bloom, and die and grow again. I will stay here, where things are mortal. It is my place, but, she said, taking two more steps forward, carefully planting her feet between the rows that she had hoed earlier that morning, she said, this place is not your place, Fay. You should return to the place that is yours. And with those words, any enchantment that Brunhilde held over her or over her garden was broken. And the Fay, with a 
frown, stepped backwards through the garden gate, and closed it behind her until it was only ordinary wood, just as Lily loved it to be. And she returned to her tomatoes. There was still work to do, plants to bury deep in the ground, stakes and strings to set out, and then, when that was done, there was still the basil to plant, and the oregano, and the thyme, thyme, that most precious herb, that most precious quantity, something that Lily loved, because she was mortal, and she knew its worth. And that's the end. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's story, but questions and clever commentary were supplied by my children. The intro and outro music is by Brandon Thompson. If you enjoy the show, please tell someone about it, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Our email is storiesforwonderfulchildren at gmail.com, and you can also find us on Facebook or Twitter. I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you, Tell someone you love a story.